Welcome to The Habit Queen. I'm your host, Anya Perry, a work-life balance wellness coach, entrepreneur, and athlete. My goal is to help busy, driven women like you to feel incredible every day while they are pursuing their wildest dreams. If you're ready to take some powerful steps and build simple rock-solid habits, overcome stress, and multiply your physical and mental energy, you've come to the right place. Tune in each week and I'll be here to show you what strategies, methods, and tools you need to use in order to create beautiful, healthy, and harmonious life you adore. I truly believe that you can have it all. Thank you so much for joining and let's begin. Hey, beautiful friend. I'm curious, how often do you think about starting to eat better. How often do thoughts like, oh, I need to tighten up my nutrition. Oh, I need to stop eating this. Or maybe I should quit this. Or how often do those thoughts come into your head and leave it sometimes with the door open? (laughs) Hey, I'll be honest with you. I had this thought this morning. Yes, me, the health coach, Anya, who's hosting the podcast and talking to you about all things healthy. And not because I am eating unhealthy or because I need to quit something or have some constraints in place or get on the diet. No, it's an ever-evolving process of improving. Nutrition is such a thing. You get used to something, you probably know it. Something worked for you so well in the past. For me, it was eating 800 calories a day. 800 calories. Four years supplemented with black coffee, cigarettes, and sugar. Mm -hmm. Sugar was included in those 800. Basically, I was just, I was like Buddy the Elf, honestly. Every time I watched the movie, I was like, I was you, dude. I do know how you feel. (laughs) I did not have the energy though. I got the energy when I changed my nutrition. And my entire story, my entire coaching practice is based on the changes that I've made in nutrition. It all started for me with one thing, one big thing I changed back in May, May 30th, 2012, almost 10 years ago. So I had this idea of sharing my top 10 lessons with you after a decade of healthy eating. I eat healthily, I'll disclose and spill the tea and all the secrets that I do most of the time. I'm talking 95 to 99% of the time. Depends on the season, depends on where I am in life and training and work, traveling and all of that stuff. And I love it. I love it so much. I want to get on the roof of of my home in Napa and scream from the rooftops so the entire valley and more people can hear me that it can be so fun. It can be so good. It can be delicious. It can be life-giving, energy-giving, and life-changing. It was life-changing for me. So today I'm gonna give you those 10 tips and I'll give you a tiny preview into my story. You can scroll back a few episodes or all the way to the bottom and hear more about my story, how my life changed based on nutrition. But the whole premise of it was, I was absolutely disappointed in my relationships. I had a bad breakup and I was fed up with how I was feeling in my body, which I had a lot of bloating, I had digestion problems, I had acne, cystic acne all over my chin with blue and purple bruises from pimples. I had blood pressure of 145 over 85. 
at the age of like in my late 20s. This is like ridiculous. And I never had the energy. I was taking long naps. I was struggling with sleep. I never exercised. And I was eating a lot. And sometimes I was eating not a lot, but I was supplementing with things like two bags of popcorn at 1am. So you get the gist. And when I changed one thing, which was my nutrition, I actually eliminated a few things and added a few things to my diet. My entire life changed because I felt like a badass. I felt like a rock star. For the first month, I slept for four hours. I had so much energy. I didn't know what to do with myself. Of course, it all leveled out. I'm good now. I sleep up to nine hours now and I feel still good. I see so many women jumping on a diet and then when I connect back with them a few years later, they're like, oh, that worked. And then it stopped, which is if you think about it, yes, it should have stopped. You are not the same you were five years ago. What worked for you then will evolve and change. In the last decade, I did keto, I did paleo, I did primal, I went grain-free, I eliminated alcohol completely and partially, I hydrated, I dehydrated, I've done so, so, so many different protocols and things, I healed my gut completely, which was the number one thing for me, because it definitely healed my skin and how I was feeling. And also I changed my mindset around food, which I am going to spill in these top 10 lessons as well, because this was the secret. This was the secret sauce, the key to long-term success. Every woman I work with asks me, how do you do this? How do you create a habit? Why are you enjoying this so much? Like, what is wrong with you, Anya? I love it. I made it automated. I made it a habit. I made it the lifestyle change. It's not hard when you get there. And honestly, based on the research I've been doing lately, it takes about six months, three to six months to create a lifestyle change and continue doing it. All I've done, it was just continuing working and zeroing in on what works for me. So are we ready for 10 lessons yet? Nutrition lessons. I'm seriously not going to hold back, share everything with you before I do. Since this episode releases on March 9th, today and tomorrow, you have a chance to reset your body, your mind, your nutrition, your workouts, your mindset around it, any place where you feel like you're stuck and want to get out of there. I'm hosting a flash sale for those two days only. You get 50% of Balanced Body Reboot with a coupon code Women's Day, all capital letters. I'm going to tag it all in the show notes. Go check it out. I've put almost 50 people through this program. It's an incredible reset for your body and mind. And now we're heading into spring, changing clocks and having all the fun with clothes we need to fit in after winter. I'm talking about myself as well because everybody gains some weight in the winter. That's normal. So if you are ready for a reboot, the Balanced Body and Mind Reboot is definitely for you. Check it out. All right, now I'm going to take a sip of my green tea and let's go. Lesson number one. This is one of the most important ones. You will have a job of finding what works for you. You can do it after going through 10 different boot camps, even through reboot, reset, and then reboot. Actually, I do teach that in reboot, finding what works for you in terms of nutrition. I was a vegetarian for 10 years. For me, what changed for me, I actually started eating meat because one day I woke up and I felt like I want bacon. Nobody can stop me now. I don't know what I'm thinking, but I want bacon. My body was falling apart and it was anemic and it wanted meat. And I caved and I listened to it and I went for it and it was the best decision ever. 
And I'm not saying that if you're a vegetarian, you're doing something wrong. I have friends who are vegan. You still can make healthier choices. But finding what works for your body, your lifestyle, your blood work, your challenges, your particular challenges. And if you don't know about them, go ahead and schedule a doctor's appointment to know about yourself to know what's working in your body. Where do you have inflammation? So finding what works for you, what works for me is totally different than what works for somebody else, for my neighbor, for the same athlete in my age category or weight group. I eat two meals a day and I'm perfectly happy with two meals a day. They're large meals, protein forward meals. I don't eat processed foods rarely. I have treats occasionally. I recently stopped drinking Friday night wine because it does not make me feel good. That's what works for me. I mostly stay focused on protein, meats, vegetables, some fruits, some healthy fats and staying away from all the processed stuff, but I'm gonna talk about that. So finding exactly what works for you means you will need to test things. You will need to audit your behaviors. You will need to try different things and give them time. Lesson number two is educate yourself. For the first six to seven years of my journey, I was experimenting and I went low carb and I did keto and I was, I was mostly, honestly, in the, in the last 10 years, I did not have any, I found something that really, really works. I found something that I adore, but it was still tweaking things. I went super low carb, like keto, that didn't work for my thyroid. Then I started lifting. Oh boy, was I under eating. So I had to learn how to eat better and I had to constantly inform myself constantly educate myself, constantly open articles and do research, but mostly doing research on myself. For that, I also hired a a functional medicine doctor. And for a year, I worked with him to find what works for my performance. Specifically, I had a couple of small issues and I wanted to tweak things around. And it really was beautiful because I was doing blood work for fun, I was geeking out on my blood work every two, three months and seeing what's working. You may not have to go to such extensive ways to get to know yourself and to educate yourself, but you need to know what's where. Now, here's the trap. You're gonna go on Google and start Googling, right? You're gonna find bazillion articles on nutrition, on specific approaches, convincing you to try them, convincing a specific person to sell you on a shake or a coffee creamer that will burn all the fat and all of that. All of us want to just feel good. So you need to educate yourself on things that you see people with track record who are feeling good, who are not switching their approaches like crazy, who found something that works and solidify that in their practice. That means you may have to explore a few articles on keto and paleo and high carb and just see where the truth is. By that, you will have to experiment. You will have to educate yourself enough to be willing to experiment for bursts of time. Yes, it will take you time, but it will be so worth it. For me, it was just, I found it right away. It was super simple. Again, lesson number lesson number four, we'll share that with you. We'll, I'll, I'll share this with you in lesson number four. But educating yourself is having an open mind, knowing that your body will tell you how you're responding to things, but you would need, 
to educate yourself. On most recent research, do not go to a doctor who has millions of patients to go through his or her hands every day and doesn't have the time to do research. I adore doctors, they save lives. Modern medicine is incredible, but they don't have the time to see what nutrition you need. If you're going to a dietitian, they're gonna put you on a diet. Do you want to be on the diet? If you do know that you have a specific medical issue, you need to be on the diet, go for it. But if you just want to feel good, lose a few pounds, have the energy, be clear, be there for your kids, be able to run or take a breath after going up one flight of stairs, you will need to inform yourself. If you need any resources, I'm not only gonna be subjecting you to one this way or this way of eating, I have a plethora of resources to share with you, but it's gonna be up to you to take that job. All right, lesson number two, listen to your body. Whatever you learn, whatever you experiment with, listen to it. Like I shared with you, keto didn't work for me. Keto can be amazing. My husband lost 200 pounds on keto. It was amazing for him. It worked for a long time. But for me, I felt like crap. I could not move my body. I could not train. I could not lift. So finding what works for you is listening to your body's cues of satisfaction, energy, how your brain operates. Do you have brain fog? Are you fatigued all the time? Are you motivated? Are you easy to get up and go? And listening to the cues because I believe that you have the inherent wisdom of knowing what is good for you. The noise of outside world is gonna mess you up and set you up for failure. Your job is gonna be to get the information, lesson two, right? Find what works for you, lesson one, and also be careful while you're listening to your body while you're doing things. It will give you cues. It will send you smoke signals. It will make you bloated or gassy or fatigued or brain fogged or miserable or craving. Those things are not natural for the good state of health. Lesson number four. I personally choose, this is I'm saying this, here's a medical disclaimer, I'm not a doctor, I'm not a medical professional, I am going to be a board certified health coach soon, <laughs> that's slightly different still, but my lawyers make me say it all the time, but this is for your information only. What worked for me, my top 10 lessons, lesson number four, my three food enemies were sugar, anti-nutrients, and seed oils. Sugar, well, we talked about sugar for decades now. You probably know nothing is good about it. Messes up your brain, messes up your gut, causes inflammation, all of that stuff. Anti-nutrients, here I specifically refer to processed foods. And I eliminated gluten for 99% of my meals. And I don't enjoy the aftermath of it. 70% of people, I believe, are gluten sensitive without knowing it. And there's life without gluten. And it's pretty delicious life. So... Gluten is only one of anti-nutrients. There are obviously phytates and things like legumes and other grains that contain them that you will need if you were, to, if I was to choose to play this again, I would eliminate them even more anti-nutrients. So I was, this is the second thing I eliminated and I did wonders for my body. I do not gain weight. I don't lose a lot of weight. I stay stable. I stay in high performance when it comes to my lifting, my overall energy, good sleep, good digestion, good blood work, all of that. And the last one is seed oils. Seed oils are industrial oils that you may know as canola oil and soybean oil, safflower, sunflower oils that do help your body get 
in an inflamed state. I'm not gonna go over the process of it, it's a long story, but if you were to do some research on seed oils because they're so massively produced and omnipresent in stores, you would find out that, that those, those oils are not the healthiest for your body, for your longevity, for anti-aging, for inflammation prevention and all. So that's my story. And I'm sticking to it and I'm gonna continue living this. And then there are, you know, small deviations of dairy. Do I choose dairy? Do I what kind of dairy do I eat and do I not eat? Legumes and other small things here and there. Lesson number five. 80-20 rule is a great rule. I love 80-20 rule, meaning for 80% of your meals doing your very, very best. And for 20% of your meals, having that leeway to play with it, have treats, not cheats, I don't call them cheat meals, have treats. For me personally, as you heard about it already in the previous lessons, it's closer to 95 to 99% because that's what makes me feel the best. I can't imagine eating 20%. And again, 20% may look like I'm gonna eat pizza, drink beer, and have a box of cheeses for one person. For me, 20% is maybe having some sourdough, slice of sourdough, um, having a keto ice cream or, I don't know, extra glass of wine. Although, again, I shared that I stopped drinking wine because it doesn't make me feel good. Finding your numbers when it comes to, the, to this principle, to this rule, is also important. How do you want this to play out? Maybe at the beginning it's gonna be 1090 and when you start you're gonna increase because you're gonna feel good, you're gonna score some wins and your nutrition and your weight and your health and your fat loss and then you're just gonna be like, okay, why would I do only 10%? Let me ramp it up to 60 and I feel good there. Find your numbers when it comes to balance. Lesson number six, alcohol. Mm-hmm, you thought I would not bring this up. I will identify the reasons you're you're drinking any alcohol i'm not going to be bashing it i'm not going to be saying it's amazing and you know grapes have antioxidants so you need to have some fruit there's so many studies and stories about alcohol the reason i, I put this lesson here because i personally identified that for a long time even as a health coach alcohol was a source of numbing for me i love the delicious taste of glass of wine but I'm not a great moderator and I genetically am not. I'm predisposed to unmoderation of things. And I know that. And once I identify that, I realize that for me, it's one reason to numb the feelings, to numb, to create instant comfort. And the aftermath of it for me, even after two glasses of wine the next morning, I would have sinuses inflamed, gut not feeling great, brain fog, and I live such a fast-paced life personally that I, I can't afford it. For me, it's not worth it. So I wanted to bring your attention to alcohol because for many of us, we do know socially acceptable is this or that, and what is socially acceptable for you? What can your body tolerate? Why are you doing that? No judgment, again, absolutely no judgment. Identifying those reasons and being honest with yourself because alcohol is not considered a healthy choice, right? So technically it's not the healthiest choice and not your portion of vegetables. So identifying that and helping yourself just think in this dimension and this modality, modality of, well, why am I doing this? What does it give me? Does it give me energy like a good steak does? Or what does it give me power at the gym? 
Does it give me brain clarity next morning so I can totally crush those reports or not? That's lesson number six. On to the next one. Lesson number seven. We're almost done. Manage stress to eat better. What? We're talking about food. Yes. From a person who had high levels of anxiety and was, and you can hear my dog is sighing in the background. I was running on sugar and I was feeding my anxiety and I was feeding how I respond, how I was responding to the environment in my life. And I was highly, highly high strung and absolutely stressed out all the time. And that made me eat more and overeat, emotionally eat. When you manage your stress, that's why my system of working with clients goes this way. I don't start with nutrition with you. I don't start with fitness with you. I don't start with, sometimes I start with sleep. But most of the time we get really, really clear on how you're responding to stress, what needs to happen to get you into the homeostasis, how stress is affecting your eating, how stress and exhaustion from stress, emotional, physical, mental, affects your overall well-being and your habits and your actions and your thoughts. So I believe that managing your stress through whatever means you decide to, through coaching, figuring out how you stress, why you stress, what you need to get done, meditation, breath work, exercise, there are a million. I literally specialize in stress management because there are so many ways to untangle it, even for the most complicated cases, and I've seen them. But once you manage your stress, you will be able to make better decisions. Your amygdala is gonna be there, to make rational decisions and not decisions to eat a pint of ice cream instead of dinner and then feel guilty about it, okay? So hopefully that helps. Managing your stress was a huge factor for me, huge. Lesson number nine, mindset over matter. That goes together with previous lessons very well. Finds you what works for you, educating yourself, listening to your body, managing your stress. It's in the similar modality as well, because I believe when we start respecting ourselves and see the outcomes that we want to see as more beneficial than detrimental, more beneficial than painful in a way, we will go for that change. We will start eating more vegetables. We will start throwing junk food from our pantry. We will make sure meals are prepped once or twice a week. We will make sure we will say no and happily say no to things that don't serve us and are not aligned with us, not in our plan. So creating the healthiest mindset is based on how you see yourself, how you see your healthiest identity, right? From that vision of how you see yourself in the future. I'm fit, I'm strong, I'm a badass, I'm eating well, I'm planning my meals, I have a ton of energy, all of those things, that's your vision. Then you need to find a way to prioritize the work on things that are gonna get in your way. Procrastination, lack of self-worth, insecurities, poor planning, being unorganized, being all over the place, being overwhelmed, being being stressed, all of those things will get in your way of healthy eating. Anything you want to be successful at will require you putting your mindset work first. Otherwise, you're just going to be regurgitating and spitting out those boot camps, cleanses, detoxes for your entire life. I literally work with clients who come to me and say, okay, I went through two to three decades of this. I can't do this anymore. I'm done. Let's figure out something that's gonna stick 
and let's figure out my lifestyle changes. That's where you start prioritizing your mindset. And it's a very generic, big term. I can make five episodes, podcast episodes about it. Mindset is key. This is your self-confidence that you can make the changes. This is your self-awareness of what's working and not working for you. This is your determination, not motivation. Determination to commit because motivation is not going to be there every day, okay? Your commitment, your recommitment to your goals. And of course, the solid vision with a good, clear strategy. If you need help with that, just reach out. This is my jam. Lesson number nine. This may surprise you because especially there is such stigma in society that we got to eat less and move more to be in a good shape. All right, here's how it goes for me. If I was to assign the podium for food, exercise, and sleep, sleep would take the first place for me because if you don't get enough sleep, if you're stressed out, if you're run down, food will not matter as much. Forget exercise. The second step, food would take the second step for me. And that's why I'm bringing it up in this lesson. And then I would give third place to movement because moving is important. It's a dopamine. It's a lot of work on your hormones that is taking you in the positive direction. It has so many incredible benefits. And I love moving. But if I didn't sleep, I'm not going to go moving. If I didn't sleep well, I'm not going to lift heavy. I just won't. It's a waste of time. It's not productive. It's not efficient. It's not effective. If I didn't sleep, my food choices will be affected. But I see women making this huge mistake often. They will go and suffer for hours at the gym and then make poor food choices. You can't out-exercise poor diet. The inflammation is such thing that will be persistent and will show up in so many levels in your body. And this is one lesson that I learned in a decade for sure that keeping inflammation down with good sleep routine and hygiene, good stress management hygiene and and practice, and then focusing on food and only then after movement. Those work for me. I would actually add sleep and stress on the first pedestal. Thank you. So that's me. Might be different for you, but I'm sharing my lessons. So here we are. Lesson number 10. This one is more about habit creation and understanding human behavior. And I'm obsessed with human behavior. I'm obsessed with learning how we implement those changes, how big or small goals we can implement and do or fail. And what do we do? What happens there on so many psychological levels? And I've learned that when you simplify and make goals and steps smaller until they're so doable, it's just stupid. You can't not do that you can simplify until you can't simplify anymore. That's the lesson. Simplify to the point where you can finish listening to this podcast even better. While you're listening to this podcast, you're going to do that step. If you've been slacking on water, go ahead and pick up a glass of water and drink some. If you're about to put your shoes on to go for a walk or gym, start doing that now. The simplification is pure joy. Because we're overthinkers. We're thinking those in those global terms of, oh my goodness, to lose weight, I need to this and that and this and then that. And I have life. I have kids. I have a job. I have this and that. And then we do nothing. We just freeze or we sit in this paralyzed state for a long time. And then we try and we're like, no, that didn't work. Why would I bother? I failed already. And all the negative self-talk comes through, which also 
is another whole episode of the podcast that's coming up. So simplify things. And I am going to emphasize this. If you are in a stressed, overwhelmed state for longer than five minutes, 10 minutes, half a day, you keep going back to that state. If that's your modus operandi, this will be the area before you even get into nutrition for you to to focus on. Why? Because that's a huge boulder on your path. You can't go around it. Why would you do that when you have nutrition is complex. Nutrition can be challenging. And I see this mistake all the time. I see women trying to do all of it, but they end up doing nothing. So simplifying makes makes it so you see things clearly. What is it the first very best thing I need to do for myself? And your inner voice will be like, well, dude, you're stressed. How about you manage that? What is the next very best thing for me to manage my stress? Well, you need to shut your laptop down at, by 6 p.m. and then make a cup of herbal tea and then repeat that. Repeat that for a week, repeat that for six weeks until it's done and until you're in a better state to make another simplified decision. It might be fast for you. It might be taking a while. For me, it was just the buildup of one habit onto another, onto another, onto another. And the better I felt with each habit, the more obsessed I got with habits. Like I literally have so many things I do on automation. I, whether I'm diffusing essential oils or doing a face yoga or stretching or taking my dog for a walk or doing breath work or whatever I'm doing, no matter how busy I get, most days, 99%, 95 to 99% of the time, I get those done. And I'm not a superwoman. I'm not saying this to brag. I am saying this to you because I want to normalize this because I believe this can be simple. And I believe it also starts with you identifying, actually looking into things instead of blindly doing something that worked for Sarah next door. After these 10 lessons, I am so curious to hear about back from you. What do you think the lesson that you need to implement? And maybe you have your own lesson. So today I shared my top 10 lessons after a decade of healthy eating, all stuff nutrition. And I hope this was helpful, inspiring to you because if I did it, I know other women who did it. I know it does not have to be a lifelong battle. It is such a delicious, incredible thing that can support you on so many levels and be a bonding mechanisms for your experiences and growth and physical fitness and so many other things. And remember that's the flash sale for reboot ends tomorrow grab your spot let me know how it goes for you and i would be so 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 grateful for you if you took a moment and left me a review or any comments on either youtube the podcast is now on youtube yay or go on itunes and leave a review and or rating there it would mean the world to me this is how i can support many more women on their journey, and especially in such a hard part of their journey as nutrition. I hope you're having a beautiful week, and I can't wait to chat with you next week.